0: As you and I have talked about before, people might be talking about these issues and yet they continue to fund the same big white-led organizations to try to address them. You were really frustrated when you and I talked about this, I don't know, maybe three four years ago. Has the situation gotten better since then?
1: It has gotten better. I was really frustrated and I did vocalize that um, because we can't look to the same systems that have oppressed us, you know, to provide the solution. support circles and and education options and a community garden as well as a herbal apothecary. So real um, important things that African and Indigenous communities used to have before our communities were colonized.
0: I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Earlier this year, Jamaa Birth Village in Ferguson got some great news. The midwife-led birthing center was awarded a $1 million grant to help train 360 new doulas. Doulas provide guidance and support to mothers before, during, and after childbirth. And in giving the grant, pharmaceutical giant Merck said it hoped to make a dent in Missouri's high maternal mortality rate, which is particularly high for black women. And joining us today to talk about this grant and more is is Brittany Kelman, better known as True. She is the founder, executive director, and lead midwife at Jamaa Birth Village. True Kelman, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. So True, so much has happened for you in the past few years. It was just three years ago that Jamaa Birth Village was struggling to raise $60,000 to buy a building. Now you've been awarded a million dollar grant. Do you have to pinch yourself sometimes that all of this is really happening?
1: You're absolutely right. It's literally a dream come true. And it's full circle for our community from where we started many years ago.
0: I mentioned that, um, you know, the struggle to raise that $60,000. You were able to get that building. You got a couple of key donations. And then you were able to open a new equal access midwifery clinic in downtown Ferguson. You guys opened on Juneteenth. Um, What kind of services do you provide at that clinic?
1: Yes. So our Equal Access Midwifery Clinic is so amazing. It's very unique and it's the first in the state. And you're right. We did. We we did struggle a bit to raise the 60K. The community came together and we were, were able to raise more than that. And then the community came together again to raise the remaining amount needed for renovations and to furnish our clinic. Mm. And so on Juneteenth, we were able to open our beautiful, amazing space. And we currently offer midwifery care for community uh, pregnant people um, who would like to receive community-based midwifery care and have a hospital delivery. Um, We do also facilitate home births in the community, and we have a host of other social support services um, as well as doula care options. So it's a really, really amazing space that a lot of people love to be in.
0: And when you say it's equal access, uh, what what does that mean for a woman who might want to use your services?
1: I'm so happy that you asked. Equal access essentially means that all pregnant people, no matter their zip code, where they live, their education level or insurance type, they deserve uh, and need to have access to every single service that can assist them in thriving in pregnancy and throughout postpartum and parenthood. And so we make all of those services available at an affordable rate and also oftentimes through pro bono scholarship-based care. And, you know, we hear a lot about the disparity rates between uh, black women and our white counterparts. And a lot of it is because there's not access to healthy food, medical care, even housing. Um, And so we make sure we address those social determinants of health through our multiple um, programs to make sure that women are thriving and can can get what they need.
0: Hmm. I know your passion for this comes out of your own story. You were pregnant as a teen. How did that experience drive your interest in this work and all these facets that, that women deal with?
1: Yes, and so I I have a, a bit of a trauma to triumph story. You know, being pregnant as a teen, I was alone in a sense where their my healthcare professionals, their provided care, weren't sharing education and informed choice. My family was really clueless. You know, mm. in, uh, in regards to some additional support mechanisms to help me through it. And so being alone and having to have such a um, traumatic experience where I was, you know, made to undergo a c-section for no medical reason, you know, it really landed me in a place to explore what does good maternal health care look like and what does it look like particularly for Black women. So uh, when I was able to recreate that for myself for my third pregnancy, which ended up being a successful V back at home with the midwife, Uh, You know, it changed my entire life Mm. and it improved every area of my being. And so a lot of community members and friends really wanted the same thing for themselves. And so it really spearheaded the collective um, mission to want to do something about it. And then the vision came. So, you know, outside of just providing care, we have support circles and, and education options and a community garden as well as a herbal apothecary. So real um, important things that African and indigenous communities used to have Mm -hmm. before our communities were colonized.
0: And you became um, Missouri's first certified Black midwife. That was just a couple years back. Um, So the the work that was being done um, that Black women were doing, was that before you even had to be certified to do that?
1: You're absolutely right. Uh, in regards to midwifery care and doula care, both of these professions, you know, are very ancient, and you know they were a, a strong staple in our community, uh, communities, uh, you know, pre-slavery, and even you know once we were um, freed from slavery and our and our ancestors began to stand stronger on their own. Midwifery was booming, and doula care was booming in our communities until the 1920s, hmm. when a law swept through our communities that intentionally criminalized midwives and doulas. So, what we're doing here at Jamapur Village by scaling access to doulas and making sure um, culturally competent care is available through providers who look like them—you know—it's really restoring our community while improving the healthcare system. And individually, we're saving lives. Hmm.
0: seems like recently people are at least paying lip service to these issues when it comes to black (laughs) women. (laughs) But um, as you and I have talked about before, people might be talking about these issues and yet they continue to fund the same big white-led organizations to try to address them. You were really frustrated when you and I talked about this, I don't know, maybe three, four (laughs) years ago. Has the situation gotten better since then?
1: it has gotten better i was really frustrated and i did vocalize that um because we can't look to the same systems that have oppressed us you know to provide the solutions and we have people at the top that do not have the lived experience of black people and as well you know we really want to focus and invest on solutions that are led by the people who are going to be served. So, you know, we had a big breakthrough in 2018 and we've continued to grow since then. And you mentioned that, yes, in 2019, I became Missouri's first Black certified professional midwife. And I... And hopefully, you know, uh, I hope to be a part of many more Black certified professional midwives that will grow out of this state. So um, we're really doing a great job with uh, turning around the maternal health landscape in the St. Louis community.
0: Hmm. I want to talk about this 360 doulas projects. I know that's a, a big part of this, but one other thing I wanted to ask you about the last time you were on the show, you were locked into a battle with mercy and Jama had agreed to train their staff to administer culturally sensitive care at their clinic in Creve Corps and then they announced they'd be offering their own midwifery services right in your backyard in Ferguson. You called that at the time predatory and opportunistic. Has that situation been resolved.
1: Yeah, and I can't go into great detail about it at this time, just out of respect for, you know, what we're working on in the community. But I will say that yes, our initial requests and asks, um, most of them have been acknowledged. And you can view uh, what Mercy is now doing at that Ferguson location. And you can see, you know, that we've made progress in making sure that we are you know holding institutes accountable um, for the way that they move in our community and uh, you know intend and in, intend to provide care. like we have to make sure that we're woven into what that looks like for us. So we've had we've kept a, a steady tone with holding folks accountable across the board and so we're making some progress. <laughs> We're
0: talking today to True Kelman. She's the founder, executive director, and lead midwife at Jama Birth Village in Ferguson. Uh, they were recently awarded a $1 million grant, and that is um, in partnership with an organization called Generate Health. And so I want to bring another voice into this conversation. Uh, Kendra Kopanis is the executive director of Generate Health. And Kendra, thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon, Sarah, thank you for having me. So Kendra, before we get into this specific project that uh, you and True are working on together, tell us about Generate Health more broadly. What have you focused on historically? Sure, I'd be happy to. Generate Health, it's not a well-known organization in St.
2: Louis. Um, We're a coalition of hundreds of organizations and individuals, and our mission is to mobilize our region to advance racial equity in pregnancy outcomes family well-being and community health and we envision our community to become one where there are zero racial disparities in infant mortality and maternal health. Hmm. We are the backbone or kind of the coordinating agency for a community initiative called Flourish St. Louis um, that has set a goal and a vision to reach that zero racial disparities in infant mortality by 2033. And we do that. We've we've forged partnerships with residents, particularly residents who are most impacted by racial disparities and health outcomes, with policymakers and providers to uh, identify the solutions
0: uh, and um, advance those solutions. So, true. How did you end up deciding to work with Generate Health on this particular uh, 360 Doula's initiative?
1: Yeah, well, I'll start by saying that I've been working with Generate Health um, in many different ways for about four years now. Um, I am a current board member and also have uh, taken part in the Flourish Initiative, which is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I've built a good trusting relationship with Generate Health, and we do share a vision. And so when, you know, Kendra approached me about the, the project, you know, I, we were right in alignment with it. It has been an original vision for Jamal Birth Village to make sure that there are at least a two to three doulas that cover each zip code in the St. Louis metropolitan area in order for us to eliminate racial disparities in maternal and infant health. So it was a perfect opportunity. Um, for their organization to work with ours so that we're covering the entire landscape. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Kendra, this means over the course of the three-year grant period, um, you're aiming to together train 360 doulas to serve more than 8,000 pregnant people. This seems like such a massive undertaking. What is it going to take to get that many people trained up? Well, what's exciting
2: here in, that I keep saying uh, when I talk about this project is that uh, a lot of times we get funding to start something new. And this Merck for Mothers, Safer Childbirth Cities uh, funding is actually allowing Jamaa Birth Village to scale their existing training model hmm. and provides the resources to do that. And so uh, this it's an amazing opportunity to scale that um, training. And also our other partner, which is... Uh, the St. Louis Doulas of Color Collective um, to invest in the infrastructure to support practicing doulas with professional development so that they can be successful in their practice. The other pieces that will be really important to coincide with kind of scaling this successful, really critical training that Jama has developed is to work with hospitals on the policies and practices and culture in which doulas can operate and support. Um, pregnant uh, people. Mm-hmm. And, um, as well as the payment models to ensure that doulas can receive reimbursement at a fair and equitable rate for those services. Hmm. And then finally, to raise awareness about the role of doulas and the values they play so that um, more women will will access the service.
0: Hmm. So one woman who has accessed this training, the training done by Jamaa uh, this is uh, Charity Bean. She lives in Shiloh, Illinois. She's been in the healthcare field for 12 years. And when JAMA announced it would be offering doula training, uh, Charity landed a scholarship to attend.
3: I went in thinking it was going to be, you know, like going to school. You sit down, you got your books and notes. No, it was amazing. She is so just a beautiful person down to earth. We sat together. It was like nine of us and we literally developed a bond and a sisterhood in the process of learning about becoming a doula and what birth work was. Everything from the history of birth work and in the black community, how it has changed and how a lot of things have been stripped stripping from us and things of that are just truly learning our history building up to even that very last day of class where I literally felt like these are my sisters and like she was our big sister our friend and our mentor someone we could trust and she just changed my life from that point just meeting her and knowing and learning more about her and her story and I was so inspired because I was in such a such a, I I'd almost want to say like a depressed, dark place because I felt like I know what I want to do with my life, but I just couldn't figure out what it was and how I can be more involved and truly help with birth work because I felt like in my field, like with nursing school and things of that nature, it's like, why am I not succeeding? Why am I, why am I failing? What's going on? Why am I not able to achieve these goals or be uh, more involved? And once I became a doula and I went to her training, of course, being very vocal, about birth work even prior to that and women's health even to now, it's just changed my life.
0: And that is Charity Bean. She now owns her own doula service. It's called Doula Bean Maternal Care. She's also a lactation counselor and childbirth educator. True, she talks about how this has changed her life. It seems like she's really found a calling through this training. Do you see that frequently with the women that you, you train um, for this line of work?
1: I I do and I just have to acknowledge that that it gave me beautiful chills to hear her words because I felt it from her heart and what we have to realize is that traditionally people who have taken this doula training are people who are mothers themselves. And they're seeking to heal their own birth trauma by being a solution and informing other women of their choices and rights so that they don't go through what they went through. This is literally a movement and a revolution of black women standing up and saying no more. You know, for every uh, one person who dies in childbirth, a hundred more women face morbidity, meaning mm. that they have short term or chronic learned, long term harm to their bodies from what happened so with charity she her stepping into her power and taking the training she's reaching many other women and hundreds of other women uh, that we plan to work with will also have those groundbreaking transformational life changes after this training.
0: Hmm. As we mentioned there, Charity does have now her own service. That's Doula Bean Maternal Care. Kendra, you've noted it can be really challenging even for someone who's trained to then take that step to turning it into a business. Uh, What kind of support um, are you going to be giving in this project for women who are on that path?
2: No, Sarah, I might ask uh, True to weigh in. And uh, she created the St. Louis Doulas of Color Collective to provide that professional development and support and kind of network um, to support doulas in their practice. True, would you like to answer that question?
1: Yes. Yes, I can. So the St. Louis Doulas of Color Collective is an initiative um, that was started under Jamapur Birth Village in 2018. And so they exist to really bolster um, a doula's experience and their continued education and also their business development skills as they continue to sustain themselves as doulas. So that's where the St. Louis Doulas of Color Collective comes in at. So they will provide direct mentorship and they will also provide continuing education and business support. And so not only are we making sure that expecting Black, expecting people and people of color in the city have affordable access to doulas, but we're also making sure that 360 people have business entrepreneurial skills so that they can grow and sustain their business. So this is also a full circle of working to um, end generational poverty in the black community.
0: Hmm. And is the hope that uh, many of these doulas will go on to become midwives um, even after they've, they've gotten that initial training?
1: I will say that quite a few of uh, the doulas who take our training, their ultimate goal is to become a midwife and also Charity Bean. She's currently in nursing school, and she's on her way to become a nurse midwife. Hmm. So I would say if you would like to be a midwife, becoming a doula is a good first step. Hmm.
0: One thing I wanted to uh, make sure to ask you about, Kendra, and that is I know you're putting together an advisory group of folks who can help advance this project. What kind of members are you looking for at this time?
2: So we're going to want to uh, have a wide range of individuals involved in advising and supporting this work over the next three years, uh, starting with uh, pregnant and parenting families who have uh, utilized doulas or or would have liked to have to help guide how we um, make sure doulas are available in the future. And we'd also want Individuals who are in positions in hospitals and healthcare institutions and public health, uh, who support this work, to join with us to help us advance this in their organization, hmm. and uh, and any community. Uh, interested person who wants to support this work, there's lots of opportunities um, to support uh, through Jamaa Birth Village uh, and and get involved. So we'd love to uh, anybody who has an interest and passion for this to to let us know.
0: And so if somebody's hearing this and they feel like yeah, this is something I'd I'd love to help with, what would you recommend as their next step?
1: Yes, for their next step, um, especially for people who are interested in wanting to be a part of the solution and assist us in growing the doula movement, they can visit jamaoperfilish.org and click on the Donate tab, and they can either choose to donate uh, towards doula care services, or they can also choose to donate towards doula training scholarships for people who will be a part of the training. And so, like you said, the STL 360 doula initiative will run for three years and so we will host monthly trainings for the next two years and we will award three scholarships each month so if you're interested in um, applying for the scholarship you can visit our website and click on become a doula and that information is made available there but if you do have additional questions you can email STL360Doulas at
0: Okay. And we'll also make sure to get that on our website. If you're driving and, and didn't get a chance to jot that down, we'll have that at stlpublicradio.org as well. Uh, True Kelman, Executive Director and Founder of Jama Birth Village, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Kendra Copanas, Executive Director of Generate Health. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We
1: appreciate it. Thank you.